Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. on its way to 
we can, uh, first and foremost, we had a game that took place Thursday that I would jump into uh, while we get uh, to the pick, the prediction, things of that nature for the game. Um, I just want to make sure that we are safe. Like, did any of you catch the fight? I know this is a fight that a lot of people didn't, you know, keep up with, but I just want to make sure everything was okay. Or should I just move away from it and just proceed with the day? That's a little bit. So the the uh the Benavidez fight versus uh Kyron Davis uh was a very interesting fight. Uh the one thing about this was Benavidez is the guy on the outside uh looking in toward um Canelo or Caleb Plant and we all know Canelo ended up winning that fight last week. Uh but Benavidez actually uh wins this fight up against Kyron Davis. Uh, handily, Davis looked like he was outmatched. He couldn't do anything with Benavidez. Um, I'm cool with Jose. Jose had a, a world championship belt, and uh, he lost that belt uh, recently to uh, Bud Crawford. But, uh, I mean, as quick as possible, because I don't want to hang too long into this. Your thoughts on this fight with David Benavidez winning this fight up against Kyron Davis, which took place yesterday, Mike? I thought it was more lopsided than I expected it to be. I kind of thought Benavides would win the fight, but I expected it to be a little bit more competitive, and I, I really felt like Davis was outclassed. And, and and it's bad because uh, I think a lot of these guys in their respected uh, weight classes or what you what have you, I think they're kind of staying away from each other until, like, they get a big contract before they can risk, you know, losing or watching their zero get away from them because a lot of these guys are unbeaten. Um, but <clears throat> Canelo's the only one with a loss, and I think his loss is definitely credible with him losing to a guy like Floyd Mayweather. So this is a match that Benavidez has been calling out, either Caleb Plant or Canelo. I, I think that this fight has to go down with him and Canelo. Uh, and, and hopefully, with it being November, I, I want to say at least by March, but knowing how, how Canelo sets up a lot of his fights, they'll go longer than uh, six months or a seven-month range. So hopefully it doesn't go all the way till September where it's like a year layoff for him. Hopefully he could stay consistent, and, and hopefully this could actually catapult him even further as he uh, just became undisputed last week. But uh, Benavidez is doing his own wreck, wrecking situation as he has uh, in his entire career. He, he's, uh, he doesn't have a blemish either. So uh, watching how this goes down is pretty interesting to say the least. Uh, anything else that you guys would like to hit on toward this fight before I get into the college football situation for week 11 uh, and the scores and the thoughts that I have toward or what we have toward it? No, i just like you, uh, Timeless Hope, that uh, Canelo can be a fighting champion and fight more than once a year. So, But he's definitely, right. uh, you know, mm. so uh, let's get it. Let's hope that hopefully this happens in the spring for sure. I I totally agree. That one fights up a year. It, I, I don't give him any credit yep. for that, even though he's winning. He's winning. I can't take that away from him. Like, the dude that he fights, he's winning these fights and, and hands it for him. But it's like, um, why why isn't the committee challenging him like they've challenged every other boxer throughout the entire yeah. network? Yeah. Every even week. Like, like, I'm sorry. Say it again. Even twice a year. You know, I know he used to always like to fight Cinco de Mayo, you know, Mexican Independence Day, whatever. Even twice a year, fight in May and fight in November. I'll take that if you just give me two fights here. Yeah. Right, that, that's what Floyd was doing. Floyd was doing May and September. So it's like 
why can't he figure out that schedule? He fights every September. Every year, September, beginning of September or middle of the month of September, that's when he'll fight. And it's like, okay, so he'll, he'll cherry pick somebody. Even though these guys are interesting fighters, I can't say that they're bad. He'll win that fight and, and be cool, you know, and, and survive off of whatever he pulls in, you know, for that. But neither here nor there. So I'm, I'm going to get past that because that will spill into a whole nother dynamic of how we, well, at least I'll speak from my half, of how I view Canelo's uh, lack of fighting, shall I say. Okay, so the the top 25, we had a game that went down on Thursday and a game on Friday, and then Saturday the rest of the games went down. Um, Thursday night there was a matchup between an ACC battle uh, North Carolina loses their matchup up against Pittsburgh, 30-23. to 23. Uh, There was a matchup on Friday where Cincinnati uh, wins their game up against South Florida, 45-28, to 28, even though early in this game uh, Cincinnati had an interesting situation as they watched South Florida score, and a lot of people don't usually see South Florida score, and they actually ended up putting up 20, 28 points in this game also, where they've struggled all season long. And then turn around to Saturday, the matchups are as goes. Georgia goes into Knoxville, wins their matchup 41 to 17 up against the Vols. Uh, or Alabama, excuse me. Alabama wins their matchup up against New Mexico State 59 to 3. And people, if you weren't watching this game or had an eye close to the score, the score was 49 to 3 at halftime. And I think Saban called the dogs off. The crazy part about this game was the spread in Vegas was 51. It was 49-3, so they were at 46 right there at the at the doorstep of halftime. So I really feel like they, they could have cleaned that if they wanted to, which they did anyway. Uh, the next matchup I have is Oregon winning their game last night up against Washington State, 38-24, to in which Oregon scored their first 14. The second quarter, Washington State scored 14. And um, Oregon actually proves at the end of that scoring uh, three touchdowns in the second half to close that game out. Ohio State wins their matchup up against Purdue 59-3, actually closing the book on Purdue, knocking off big-ranked teams within the Big Ten. They've been doing it all season long. So give shout-out to Purdue to be actually that successful but falling short in the middle of the horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. Michigan survives the Nittany Lions 21-17, in which I don't know what you're up to, Coach Franklin, but a lot of miscues happened, including their fake punt, uh, fake field goal, excuse me, uh, where they try to throw a pass to the kicker. The kicker sets up for a fake field goal. The kicker basically runs into the flat when they snap the ball, and he's in front of a whole bunch of, you know, secondary players or defensive backfield. It's like that was your call to try to score a touchdown right there, and that's one set of three points, which would have cut that to one, and then they missed the field goal too. Um Penn State does have a lot of shock value when they're in Happy Valley, but they did lose this game up against Michigan. Michigan survives. I think they will potentially move up. We will see what the committee is up to. I doubt it, though. Uh, Michigan State wins their matchup up against Maryland, 40-21. to Baylor actually stops the undefeated run of Oklahoma in Texas, 27-14. to Shout-out to the Bears for getting this done. Um I got to give more than just credit to the Bears. I want to give credit to their defense. Their defense kept Oklahoma on their heels so bad that they went. They st- Oklahoma started Caleb Williams. Caleb looked sluggish. Oklahoma put Spencer Rattler in the game, and Rattler didn't look good either. So then they briefly put um, 
another person in quickly, and then they went back to Caleb to try to close the game out. I got to give Baylor their credit. Um, as they're ranked 13th now, the committee may they may have to put them in the top 10. They may have to do this, but Oklahoma, I I I felt that that there would be some shakeup, if you will, within their ranking across the board. But now this loss definitely will set them back. Um, Notre Dame wins their matchup up against Virginia, 28 to three. And this was a dismantling game while this was taking place in Charlottesville. I really thought Virginia could actually score more. They they held them down as best as possible. Uh, the next matchup I have is Oklahoma State going up against TCU, winning that matchup 63-17 to in a cruising situation. Um, TCU is going to probably struggle uh, for the entirety of the season with Patterson being out. Ole Miss wins their matchup up against Texas A&M in a shocker 29-19. to um, This is another setback for Jimbo Fisher for – how high he's been ranked, and uh, I think they will probably fall. I want to say the low teens maybe in the 20s, but I doubt it goes any lower than that. Uh, Wake Forest wins their game in a, a barn burner up against North Carolina State, 45-42 to in an ACC matchup. This is the incredible situation about everything because uh, North Carolina State has been ranked for the majority of the season and uh, made it pretty interesting up against Wake Forest. Wake Forest lost their first game last week but bounced back well in this matchup. The next one we have is Mississippi State going up against Auburn, winning that matchup 43-34 in the SEC matchup, and this took place in Alabama. Mississippi State, I have to give you credit because of how you guys have been up and down all season long and coming up into uh, War Eagle zone and putting up close to 50 up against Auburn, who we really can't really figure out the true identity of Auburn, but they're still dangerous nevertheless, being one of the stronger teams in the SEC. Wisconsin wins their matchup up against Northwestern, 35 to seven. Iowa wins their matchup up against Minnesota, 27 to 22, in an AC. Uh, excuse me, in a, a Big Ten matchup, in which I, the one thing I feel about Iowa, they do play strong throughout the regular season. They have to close the season out right, but they had a big loss from Purdue that actually set them back and uh, it reeled the wrong way. San Diego State wins their matchup up against Nevada, 23 to 21, in a close one. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio wins their game 27-17. I'll get to them shortly after I finish this. Utah wins their matchup up against Arizona 38-29. In the round out the top 25, Arkansas wins their matchup up against LSU 16-13. Green, I understand there are teams within college football that are um, unbeaten and in certain conferences or what have you. It's like, what can they do? Do you want them to really win by 100 points? Like, how how much do you want them to do? They are sitting at the bottom of the top 25 and can't get any credit because of their name or conference or the game that they're playing, but they're doing what they can. And this was the same situation that Coastal Carolina had, and the one that I used to feel so personal about or toward was – Boise State, when Boise State was running the table and doing damage to a lot of these schools that they were playing up against. And it's like, well, make it tougher for them. Like, how, how does this get better for them if they're running the table as best as possible? So I I, I feel bad for uh, UTSA, the uh, Roadrunners. Um, hopefully they get them higher than, I want to say higher than 15. I mean, if if they clean the schedule and go 12-0, and 0, it's like, what what do you do? You're going to make them a top-10 team, and they didn't work hard to get to where they have, and whatever recognition do they get is getting an interesting bowl game, and at the end of their season, it's, it's like, give them the same credit. Because this is like uh, back in the day in the 50s, I think that was. I don't know if you guys seen the movie Glory Road, 
but um, it's Texas Western, which is now UTEP. They ran the table and won the national championship up against Kentucky. It's like you got to give these schools that you don't see credit to try and play the bigger team to see what they're all about. If they get beat up bad, they get beat up bad. They'll learn. They, they can't just sit there in the basement because you guys keep them there. That, I don't. I don't feel that's right. At least that's me personally. I'm not speaking for every chef in the building or all the sports. That's just how I feel about this situation. I have to get that off my chest. But um, I want to see how you guys feel about the scores or games that I have mentioned and see if you guys would like to talk about it or the situation around UTSA as well. I'll come to you first on this one, Eric, and I'll go to Mike after that. Your thoughts on any game or games that I mentioned uh, and also San, well, University of Texas San Antonio and the way that they've been taking care of business throughout their schedule all season long. Uh, no, Timeless, I agree with you 100% here. Uh, I think they need to get rid of that uh, playoff committee uh, because they just go on style points. Well, this isn't what are we doing style points here. This is football, and a win is a win. And if you're running the table, uh, you should be allowed to you compete with these bigger teams. That's why I love college basketball, the, the situation there, uh, because, you know, you get these teams that can compete for a national championship football it seems to me it's it's the same old song and dance it's who has the most money the boosters and and all of this so uh, as we're seeing with cincinnati right now uh they they should be a playoff team they should compete for a national championship and this committee uh, just goes by their own style points and all this so it, it's sad to see and and you uh you, san antonio's facing the same thing as cincinnati right now you get these teams that have lost two times and they're ahead of these teams, so it's a head-scratcher. Something needs to change because going undefeated in a football season is a remarkable feat. So they, they, you know, oh, they got this playoff system going. Well, it's only the top four teams, so how is that fair and how is that a legitimate playoff scenario? So uh, something needs to change. Uh, we've been talking about it for a long time on here with the NCAA. I, you know, a lot of changes need to come for it to be fair, so... Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, great games nonetheless this week. And uh, I, I just hope for that to change. It's, it's you know, it's, it's bothered me for a long time, Timeless. And anything toward any of the games that I mentioned in the top 25 through scores or, or things of that nature? Uh, no, I think it was pretty spot on. I, I was wa- watching that uh, Purdue game pretty uh, closely, seeing if they were going to do another spoiler upset. Uh, you know, Alabama is kind of like ridiculous. So, uh, you you know, how did they get to play a team like that? You know, and, and that's going to boost them up probably because everybody loves them. Um, the committee uh, once said at the beginning, or not the beginning, but once they lost uh, their first game, well, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're gifted for this. So it's like, okay, so you're going to gift them because they're one of the popular schools when they should have been knocked out of the top five losing to an unranked team and they're right back number two in the playoff committee's eyes. So, uh, you know, yep, that's all I got on that. But, yeah, watching that game, like, 51 points spread. (laughs) Here they go against New Mexico State. Wow, you got to be kidding me. So, but, of course, that's going to, you know, help them in the committee's eyes, and that's another game that they're gifted, I, I guess, so. Okay, Mike, your thoughts on any of the game or games that were mentioned in the top 25 and also uh, your thoughts that probably surround uh, UTSA and, and the way that they're dealing with their schedule and how 
they really aren't getting too much recognition on what they've done thus far. Yeah, I mean, hopefully by the end of the year, if they run the table, they'll get a little bit more credit. You know, the one thing that Cincinnati has is a is a big win over Notre Dame, who continues to play pretty well uh, as you read those scores. The things that jump out to me from this week's set of games: first of all, North Carolina, you know, preseason pick to be pretty high in that in that ACC, fully upset last week, and then can't handle success and end up losing to Pitt this weekend. Oklahoma, we saw it from the beginning of the season. They were kind of fraud. They barely beat Tulane, who's not a very good football team this year. And listen, you give the professor, Dave Aranda, former defensive coordinator at LSU. He just game-planned for this defense a couple of years ago. And, I mean, for this offense that Oklahoma puts out there, he game-planned for them in the playoffs and saw him again last year. You give him time and some familiarity. Dave Aranda is a defensive whiz. They called him the professor for a reason. Um, he's done a good job at Baylor. Big ups to him. And, and that upset, I think that now seals Oklahoma – uh, pretty much not being able to make the playoffs. Uh, you guys mentioned Purdue. I missed that one. I thought maybe they would make that game a little closer. But let's stay in the Big 12 already. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian hitting some bumps in the road. You know, they lost to Arkansas early. They played Oklahoma tough, and then they kind of coughed that game up. So maybe you think they're starting to turn a corner, and then you lose 30-7 to to Iowa State, and then last, last night you lose to a one-win Kansas team so uh, not very good on the state of Texas Texas and Oklahoma both those teams coming off losses yesterday think they're ready to join the the SEC and then look at this if you just told Texas A&M going into the season you're going to beat Alabama and Auburn this year they'd have swore they were going to go to the conference championship game and now they have three losses because they went over the state of Mississippi and lost to the University of Arkansas as well so Texas A&M now is carrying three conference losses because that is a grind in the SEC. LSU just inept offense for a second straight week. Their defense uh, played really well. Durante Jones, <clears throat> shout out to Black defensive coordinator, doing a nice job at LSU. The defense has really played a lot better over the last couple of weeks. But the offense just a little bit um, inept in Arkansas having a way to win that get that boot for the first time in six years and take it back home. Good on them. Uh, the last thing that I'll say, you mentioned this about Mississippi State. They were down 28-3 to in the second quarter at Auburn yesterday. And 28-3 to for many, many years meant that game was over. <clears throat> for them to come back, find a way to pull that game out and win that game yesterday, that's big time. That's, uh, that's big for that program. You know, they've taken some lumps, losing to Memphis early in the year. They lost to LSU. They got hammered by Alabama. Lost a close game to Arkansas last week. But for them to get off the mat after being down 28-3 and find a way to come back and win against Auburn, good win for them. Maybe a good step for Mike Leach in that program. And Will Rogers just showed you that Matt Corral, who's in the Heisman discussion, isn't the only good quarterback in the state of Mississippi. Uh, So those are the Things that kind of jump out to me about uh, college football from yesterday. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, there was one thing that you hit on that I know that I missed, and that was the uh, the Texas Kansas game. And mind you, the rivalry that I follow every year that gets me so hyped about college football is the Miami versus Florida State game. 
Florida State ended up winning that game 31-28, to in which that ended in controversial form. And it's always something that, you know, something that happens that controversial where I'm on the other end of it and it's like, why why don't they rewrite the rule or something? Like, so uh, he throws a pass in the middle of the field. They get to the line of scrimmage to spike the ball. He spikes it. There's a second left. The ref said that there wasn't more than three seconds there for him to spike the ball. The game is over. And it's like, why would you let that game that has so much hype around it end in that form for the Miami-Florida State game? But nevertheless, Florida State wins their game in an incredible game that went back and forth in which Florida State had a lead early, 20-7. to uh, Florida State had the lead 20-7. to Miami fights their way all the way back, gets the lead, and goes up eight, and then they fall straight asleep uh, and letting them score 11 points in six minutes. Um, this is some of the questions that I have in front of Manny Diaz. Uh, to me, I don't want to see him come back because uh, he's a defensive mind, and Miami's defense is not potent at all. Like, they're the worst. I didn't know, and this is true. They are the worst tackling school in all of the FBS, and that's out of all 108 schools. The University of Miami is not hitting, let alone tackling. Like, like this is a school full of hitters. Like from what I grew up watching, whether it was Michael Barrow, whether it was Ray Lewis, whether it's Edry, I could just go on and on, or name after name, and they don't have that anymore. It's like you took the claws out of a lion. You know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 are they going to fight with if they can't do that defensively? And um, for him to lose that game in that facet and not have these guys ready uh, says a lot about him and, and Rhett Lashley. Like, Rhett Lashley, they're, they're running shotgun all game long, even at the goal line. They're at the one-yard line. They're running shotgun plays to run the ball. It's, it's predictable. So um, they, they have to figure this out, whether the AD, a lot of people are even screaming the AD needs to go. So if they're coming after the athletic director, Manny Diaz being the head coach, the offensive coordinator, I, I'm, defensive coordinator too, they need to come after everybody because that's, they, they need a pure shift of momentum in Miami. But the game that Mike hit on is something that I have to talk about right now is the Kansas-Texas game. Um, I know I may be brutal in saying this, and I apologize. I, I analyze sports as much as I'm a fan as well, but I don't have any ties to whether the Kansas Jayhawks or the Texas Longhorns. But right now I will say right here in Sports City, Steve Sarkeesian cannot run the team. He can't. After that loss right there up against Kansas, lets me know a ton of how he is. Um, you mean to tell me that this this school, this university, is trying to rebound or turn this thing around, where they look good out of the gate? They look good out of the gate. They had a game up against Oklahoma, in which his defense was so stout they got Rattler out of there. Spencer Rattler was supposed to probably be the top quarterback out of the draft. They did so good that they put in a freshman quarterback, and the freshman quarterback not only took his spot, but came in here and had one of the best games that he's ever had in the Red River rivalry, things of that nature, and you guys lost a 28-point lead? A 28-point lead. Forget 28-3. to A 28-4-score lead and lose that game, and knowing how important that is, so it's like, okay, then granted, we'll look at it like that, that this is the rivalry, and, and – you know, people are built off of momentum, which I feel, I truly feel Texas should have won that game. There's no way I feel like Oklahoma should have made it, but get back in that game where they had the issues offensively and your offense was clicking and, you know, the receiver worthy was having a phenomenal game. He was on his way to have 300 yards receiving and they stopped feeding this guy the ball. I'd have kept getting him the ball until they said we quit, we waved the white flag. But now into this Saturday, they are at home in Austin, Texas. They are playing a Kansas Jayhawks team that had only won one 
game this year, and it was up against South Dakota week one, and they scored was 17 to 14. Everybody else they lost to handedly, right? Some games may have had their shock value. They actually lost to Oklahoma by, I think, about 12 points or whatever, and they ended on a controversial play where Caleb Williams took the ball out of the running back's hand to make it kind of look like a lateral, and the refs went along with it, and they still won by 12 or whatever. But that's controversial. They could have won that game. You have Kansas come into Austin up against a Steve Sarkeesian coach team where I feel like he should not only win this game but should actually blow them out. They not only lost, they gave up 57 points at home up against a team that has not scored this many points all season long. They have not scored that much. And this is the icing on the cake. Not only did that loss happen in Austin, they just snapped a 56-game losing streak within the conference, right? So let's let's break this down, right? Because, like, if I'm looking at 56 games, I'm thinking, like, the full 12 that they may play per season. And it's like, no. So we'll say on average they'll play like five or six teams. So I'll use the bigger of the number. I'll use six, right? Six divided into 56 is like nine. So you mean for nine straight seasons, Kansas has not been able to beat anybody in the Big 12, and they came into Austin and beat you guys and put up damn near 60 points in a game? That is disgusting. You are watching teams come back on you and beat you. Sarkeesian couldn't do it while he was in – you, uh, USC, he couldn't do it while he, he came down here in uh, Alabama. Like, like, there's so many things around Steve Sarkeesian. I cannot trust him to run the show for any team. I, I, I don't think so. Like, and I get it. Texas have been trying to revolve the door, revolve the door, revolve the door. I'm going to say this right now, Sports City. I don't like to fall into this controversial stuff. If it was somebody of another descent, he would be fired probably immediately losing this game of this caliber while Texas looks all right. Texas is a decent team. They've been in a lot of their games this season. For them to lose a game of this nature, of this facet, at home, I can see if they were in Kansas. And I don't even find Kansas a, a strong team at all. Like, this is the second win on the season. This, this is I, I don't know how to speak on this. This is disgusting. I, I'm, I'm disgusted and have no dog in the fight in the Big 12 at all. None. I, I have no reason to be worried about this. But, Sarkeesian, this is going on for a lot of your career. Your resume is, like, questionable, even though you do have a lot of good uh, universities attached to it. None of it's ended well. Anywhere that you've gone, anywhere. It, it's, it's a spark when you start, but now it's straight garbage. Um, anything else that you guys would like to – go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, just two things to add to that real fast, like, Sarkeesian, he had an issue at USC. I know he's a little heavy on the bottom, man. A game like yesterday might make you reach for it again. And if he was Charlie Strong, who was the coach of Texas before, like you said, another uh, coach of a different descent, he they would have uh, gotten a buyout together before everybody went to bed last night. It, it's totally incredible. I'm I'm puzzled. Um, in which I I feel like I'm I may be jumping the gun, but it's like nah. No, I I don't feel like it, but I I know that they'll probably keep him here until next year. If he has – I want to kind of be fair. If he goes 7-5, I feel like they'll question it. If he goes 500 or less, they'll get rid of him. But I think that they'll probably save him because he just got there this season, you know, but this this is bad. Like, how do you change – and and whatever coach goes to Texas, I want y'all to change the culture. Like, who goes there and, and, like, like blows the whistle on everything that's going on. These guys have been losing for far too long for them to be noted as a powerhouse of college football. They have not been that. They've actually snatched the teeth out of the wolf. 
Like, these guys have no bite in them at all, none. Like, they'll have some shock value plays. They may have a, a big win here and there, but for them to keep surviving to be 500 or whatever, like, that, that's bothersome to me. Like, for it to be Texas, let alone, like, I'm used to the Ricky Williams days. I'm used to Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young dropped back and scored the game with a touchdown up against USC where they were the underdog going up against uh, Reggie Bush and, and Matt Leinart and them. Like, there, there's none of that. No Quentin Jammer. There's no star on the defensive side of the ball. They get picked on by everybody. Kansas scored 57 points against you. And the game winner, okay, so <laughs> it's 55-56. They scored the touchdown. They they basically could go for one to tie to go to double overtime. Kansas was so strong in their game that they went for two to just be like, forget it. We're not going to go back and forth with you and see who drops the ball here or there. We're going for it. And if they blitz the quarterback, they send an all-out blitz. He rolls out to the right and hits a tight end that really looks like more of a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end. He's sitting in the end zone with the defender on him. Defender couldn't break up the pass or hit him and jar the bar loose. He just caught it and scored the two-point conversion, and that was the game. If they have confidence against you, Everybody's gonna play Texas strong as ever and, and try to get their win. Like like you're you're gonna face every team's A game because you're nationally televised almost every day that you're on Saturdays. So I, I don't know, but that that one really had me at the edge of my seat. Like, are you? This is incredible. This is incredible, Sarkeesian. I I don't know how you survived this storm, but we'll see what they say uh, at the end of the day. But for them to end up snapping a 56 game losing streak and within and it's within the Big 12. So this is Texas Tech. Uh, I'm trying to think of all of the Big 12 teams that are trying to come to my head. Baylor, uh, uh, Tech, where well, they are, they're in there. Kansas, Kansas State, uh, Missouri left. Uh, I'm just trying uh, – I, I can't. But this, you can just, just imagine all of the teams that's in the Big 12 before I try to lose my mind trying to list them off at the top of my head. I mean, I can look through uh, Google and get all of the teams. But nevertheless, for them to snap this after basically, let's just say seven years, or five, if they, but you know it's more than that because they're not playing ten conference games. You know within that season, so this, so they play nine. So then, it, so then it's six years. You see what I'm saying? So let's just say six. That's still that's impress. That's that's crazy. That that's that's insane. I, I don't know what he has to say. I, I want to listen to more of his presser, but boy, I was at the edge of my seat. Like what? He lost to Kansas. So we'll we'll leave that there because I'm I'm gonna get even more hype about it. And um, I'm glad Mike brought that up. I'm, I was going over the top 25. Mike just got me revved up talking about that doggone game. Okay, so we are into week 10 of the NFL season. The call the number is 929-477-2759. We got you locked and loaded for a little under an hour. Uh, we're going to get into our thoughts, uh, views, and what have you in the picks and predictions of this week. Just like I said, uh, we had a game that went down Thursday that puzzled me like crazy. The Baltimore Ravens went on the road to play the Miami Dolphins in Florida in the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium, and they end up losing this game. And um, for as strong as the Ravens have played all season long, I, I truly thought that they would be able to go into Miami and get this game, not even, like, steal it, like, go in there and win this game. And they didn't. They lose this game 22-10, to 10, uh, in which Lamar didn't look impressive. He had... 238 yards passing. He had 39 yards rushing. And I think the the situation of the short turnaround may have gotten to them. I, I'll say all of them before I just put all of it in his lap. But they need to have running backs that could give them more uh, running the ball. And if they're passing by design to make him pass more, it's like how much do you want Lamar to do uh, before you end up, you know, crippling his situation? 
um, in which they actually had a touchdown pass thrown. Lamar threw one on the money to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins didn't even try to attempt to catch the ball, and it literally was on the money for him to get two feet inbounds and score a touchdown. He didn't put any effort there. That's why I question their receiving capability because you have a guy of that magnitude not trying to help the quarterback, and they're having a decent season and trying to hang on to what they have in the AFC North at least, or not even going that far, but if they could be a number one seed within the AFC picture. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on the game that took place uh, with the Ravens losing on the road to the Dolphins? Uh, Yeah, timeless on paper. You got Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, and Sammy Watkins. Looks like a pretty good receiving core there, even though Mark Andrews is a tight end. But they got a pretty good receiving group. But they have been underperforming all year. Sammy Watkins had one reception for seven yards in this game. And uh, Lamar Jackson isn't getting any help on the, on the rushing side of things. Devontae Freeman only got 35 yards, averaging 3.5 yards a carry. Le'Veon Bell had three carries for one yard. Uh, you know, and it, it just they couldn't get nothing going against this Miami Dolphins team. So uh, it, it was sad to see this should have been an easy win for the Ravens with up their capabilities, and, and they couldn't get it done. And uh, it's kind of odd how Miami used Brissett and Tua in this game, but nonetheless, they ended up with the win. So uh, Baltimore, they need to get something going. Their receivers need to perform. The Sammy Watkins experiment has been failing at this point, so uh, they need to turn it up here for the second half of the season and get something going because this is a team that should easily win this division. Win division, definitely, but to fight for the number one seed, it'd be in question. And the crazy part about it is it's still within their view because the Titans are the number one team in AFC and Derrick Henry is out for the remainder of the year at least. So it's like they have to try to stand pat with them. If not, they'll probably sink, could potentially lose this division, while the Browns and the Steelers and the Bengals are not playing around this season. But I still question the Bengals after their couple of losses that they did have. So I do want to watch that closely. Um, Mike, your thoughts on the situation that took place Thursday before we get into the Week 10 games? Don't get too comfortable in the NFL. They're all professionals, and uh, you can let a game slip away. You know, Buffalo let it happen last week. Now uh, Baltimore did. So, I mean, you better show up ready to play in this league every week. Okay, we do have a call on queue. We have James in the building. James, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good, Ty. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Getting into this week, uh, games and predictions and picks that we have for this week. Your thoughts on the Ravens visiting Miami, uh, how the Ravens, I, I, I do I say fell apart or do I, I just want to say fall short or? losing their eye on the prize, or do we say the Dolphins got ready for this game uh, in which Brissett was knocked out? They put Tua in, where Tua didn't want to go into the game. Um, your, your thoughts on how this game basically, to me, was like a questionable mess. <laughs> um, so there's two things. The first thing is that it seems like the Baltimore Ravens are a team that are constantly playing up or down to their competition. Um, they're teams they play, they play better, and when they play against let's just say lower competition, they find themselves in situations where they come close to or losing the, the football games. This happened to the Ravens a few times this year, uh, most 
remarkably against uh, the Detroit Lions, where it took a league uh, league record holding field goal to to kick uh, to win that football game against a currently winless team. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know if this is going to be the trend moving forward for the Baltimore Ravens or not. It seems like when you get a good defensive um, team together to hold or to keep Lamar Jackson throwing, the it the offense seems to become start becoming one dimensional, which is something that the Ravens have to fix if they're going to go deep into the playoffs. Okay, well, we will start to get this thing smoking for Week 10 with our thoughts, views, and opinions toward these picks. And the first game I have is already a questionable one for me because it's been going seesaw all week long, and I really don't know which way I wanted to go. And before I saw it, I was like I was predominantly going one way, but now as we got closer and now we're here on Sunday, it's like, hmm, I don't know what to do. The Atlanta Falcons visit the Dallas Cowboys in which the Cowboys are favored by eight points in this matchup. The over-under is 55. I want to see how you guys feel about this matchup. I'll start with you first on this one, James. Who do you like, Falcons or Cowboys, and why? If if the over-under is at 55 and they hit the over, then it's going to be a clear Cowboys victory um, because the Atlanta Falcons are just an average team. They are middle of the road in every single statistical category. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are actually above average in every statistical category, even defense, which is something they've been lacking over the past few years. But uh, with this game, I am going to take the Cowboys. Mike, who do you like in this matchup? Falcons or Cowboys and why? I think I like the Cowboys. I don't know why. I just think they got a little bit more talent than the Falcons. So I expect them to win, but we'll see. Okay, Eric, who do you like in this matchup, Atlanta or Dallas, and why? Uh, I think Dallas gets the win today, no doubt about it. They're uh, hungry coming off that loss, a shocking loss. Couldn't get nothing done on offense. They're at home, and I think they're going to regroup and get it done today. CeeDee Lamb's going to have a nice game. Uh, Cooper and the company, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, they're going to run wild today, folks. I agree with Eric. I'm going with the Cowboys to win this game at home up against the Falcons, uh, in which I was actually scared about it because everybody was like, well, Atlanta's starting to turn this thing around, and Cordero Patterson's been actually doing well with the ball, whether he's running or receiving. He's been a dual threat out of the backfield, and I like the way that uh, Ryan's actually been making this happen, and it puts a strong question in front of Julio Jones. It's like, wait, now they're playing actually better while they got rid of one of the better receivers in the league. It's very questionable, and also with Calvin Ridley being out uh, due to his issues that he has, and it's like Matty Ice found himself. So I'm wondering how much of this he puts on his shoulders to try to contend at least for a wild card. I don't know if they can catch Tampa Bay for the division. That would be pretty interesting if they can, but they are in the discussion at least for somewhat of a playoff picture, so it's interesting. But I agree. I think the Cowboys win. That eight is questionable. I think the Falcons may keep this interesting. But I think Dallas actually wins this late by either a field goal or, or just have a touchdown where it's too much for the Falcons to catch them. But eight may be a little too tall for the Cowboys to keep that clean. The next matchup I have is the New Orleans Saints up against the Tennessee Titans. 
in which both of these teams are in an injured situation. Both of these teams are missing their star running back, whether it's Alvin Kamara or the king himself, King Derrick Henry. Both of these running backs are out. One is done for the season. Uh, we have to really figure out which quarterback actually uh, is the guy to, to win this game, whether it's Trevor Simeon or if it's Ryan Tannehill. And somebody here knows so well how much I've talked about Tannehill over the years, but he's going to have to prove that he is the guy for real that earned this $100 million contract or if it was what Derek brought to him and they gave him $100 mil. If he can't hang on to this success right now, he better give Derek at least like, you know, 17% of what he's gotten. But I'll go right around this building to see how we feel. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you first. Saints and Titans, this is in Nashville. Who do you like and why? Oh, I definitely like the Titans here. I think they're emerging as one of the top teams in the AFC. They've beaten a lot of quality teams. They went in and knocked the Rams on their butt in L.A. without Derrick Henry. So they kind of, you know, answered that question if they could win without him. And they're going up against the Saints team that is depleted. I mean, not having Alvin Kamara in there today, that pretty much knocked their chances off of winning this ballgame in Tennessee. Trevor Simeon, uh, you know, backup quarterback. They're, they're missing Jameis Winston for the season. He was off to a great start, and uh, the Saints definitely had hope. But there's no way the Saints get a win today in Tennessee. Mm. James, who do you like in this matchup? Saints or Titans, and why? So I'm going to go off the off the deep end and <clears throat> go with the Saints in this game. I think that. Uh, the Rams kind of got surprised by how differently the Tennessee Titans uh, approached their offense in, um, as opposed to what was expected um, in that game against the Rams. Now that the teams are going to see what the new game, have a little bit of a look at what the new game plan is, I think that um, it's not going to be, they're not going to be the, um, the Saints aren't going to be kept by surprise on this one, so I think I'm going to go with the Saints. This is a very interesting thing. I'm going to go with I James. James. I'm going to go with the Saints. Blue with that pick, but we'll see. Whoa, wait, wait! I don't, I don't, I don't want to do blue. I, I want to, I want to go to the Saints too. <laughs> I, I, I want. <laughs> oh boy! The Saints are missing way too many weapons, blue. gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? The Saints, I, I, listen, I feel like the Saints are going there and disrupt the situation with Julio being out too and Derrick Henry. He's going to have to go to A.J. This could be one-dimensional and a secondary that's actually ready for it. The Saints do have an interesting defense. They may have lost a, co- a couple questionable games, but they've actually played well this season. Um, they're 3-1 and one on the road. They do better away from the Superdome. I'm going to go with the Saints to actually steal this game. So... With the resident New Orleans Saints fan in the building, Mr. Harvey, how do you feel this game goes and why? So I watched this New Orleans Saints team play last weekend against the Atlanta Falcons. And the first half was extremely, extremely painful to watch. Um, I was glad that uh, I was glad that I was just listening because I might have wanted to poke my eyeballs out. It was pretty terrible offensively. Oh, I do think the Saints – I do have the Saints – the Saints definitely have the better defense, which a lot of times, you know, the defenses do travel. Uh, the Titans, that home field advantage is pretty big. 
I think if we had Jameis playing, I would feel even better. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with my guys just because uh, we do this show for entertainment purposes. So I'm gonna say who that nation, walking tall in Nashville today. Uh, but I'm definitely a little nervous about this game. And to your point, Eric, because you say that there's no way it happens. People thought there was no way Buffalo was going to lose to Jacksonville last week either. So strange oh. things happen in this league um, mm. every oh, yeah, single absolutely. week, my friend. And uh, I, I think the, uh, I think this is going to be a pretty ugly football game. And I think the Saints' defense is going to make a play for them late. And by the way, uh, Mike says that in Sports City. I want to apologize on behalf of Sports City. I'll do it. I'll I'll take the bullet for them because I set it up and I need to start uh, letting people say what they need to, even though I know I'll probably will bump into another game like that and say the same thing. I'm the one that was like, does anybody in this kitchen believe? And everybody agreed with me that we felt Buffalo was going to win that game and that was shut up season. So I'm going to eat that crow on behalf of Sports City. There was no way I thought that the Jags could win that game last week. That's my fault. So I got to give everybody their just due because this stuff will potentially happen. The next match that we have, and I'm bumping right into them, the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Indianapolis up against the Colts. Is there any? No, I'm joking around. So, Mike, I'll come right back to you. Who do you like in this matchup, Jacksonville or the Colts? The Colts are favored by 10 in this game in Indy. The Colts out the gate. No way it happens again. Jacksonville is not pulling a second upset in a row. I don't care who plays quarterback from Indianapolis, even if it's uh, Jim Bollinger. Wasn't that the guy that was paid Manning's backup for a long time, the guy from Wisconsin? It doesn't matter. Line them up. The Indianapolis Colts will beat the Jacksonville Jaguars today and turn them. they'll, they'll go home with their tails between their legs. Okay, James, who do you like in this matchup? Jacksonville or Indy, and this is Indian, Indianapolis, they're favored by 10. I'm, I'm going to take the Colts on this one as uh, as well. Um, the the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the same division, so generally lay-down games don't happen in division because there's that much more important um, to the final standings in the playoffs. So I, I'm going to go with the Colts to not lay down on this one. Okay, Eric, who do you like in this matchup? Jacksonville or Indy? Favorite by 10 is the Colts. Oh, yeah, definitely the Colts in this one. They got the return of T.Y. Hilton coming up, and uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to run wild all over the Jaguars today. I like Indy at home. I'm going with the Colts as well. Um, As much as I want to see Trevor Lawrence do well uh, within the system, it's just a lot of – you know, uphill situations. I think they need more of a dynamic receiving core to go attack this type of defense. Uh, the Colts defense has actually been playing well, so I, I can't take this away from them with, at home. But if they do come up with this shock value, at least I tried. I went around the room, Sports City. I went around the room. I was being fair. The next matchup I have are the Cleveland Browns going into Massachusetts to play the New England Patriots in Foxborough. It's a very interesting matchup in which, this is crazy, um, the Browns have not beaten the Patriots in Foxborough since 1992. And in 1992, guess who the head coach of the Cleveland Browns was? Anybody know? Nobody? The professor, Bill Belichick. William Belichick was the head coach of the team that went into Foxborough and beat the team that he is now head coaching right now. 
this is a very interesting situation as Cleveland has actually played stronger football without Odell uh, last week. Um, I don't know how this goes down. I'm going to say, face, let this thing get around the room. I'll come to you on this one first. Eric, your thoughts? Browns and Patriots, who do you like and why? Well, I like the Patriots here just for the simple fact, Timeless, what you just mentioned. Uh, Belichick has had a vendetta against his former team since he got to New England. Um, He even spurned the Browns. The Browns offered all kinds of stuff, players and all kinds of picks to get Jimmy Garoppolo, and he turns to San Francisco and says, hey, you want him for a second-round pick? So, uh, And I look for that to continue today. The Patriots are on a roll. They're looking like the Belichick Patriots from old. Mac Jones is coming into his own. They're getting some good running game from Stevenson and Bolden, and uh, their defense is playing well. You know, So uh, Kendrick Bourne has been a nice pickup for them at the receiver core, and I look for uh, New England to win today at home. Very interesting. I am so weary on this game, but I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going against the grain. I think the Browns actually pulled this off in a shocker. Um, I think they have a defense that could actually make this interesting for a guy like Mac Jones. Um, I just worry about this secondary, if they could stay with a lot of what he's going after. But I I really feel like they can actually upend this 29-year run, even though they only play every four years, but still yet. Uh, for 29 years, I feel like this could actually stop. Now, Stefanski, don't let me down because I'm going to look bad even though I'm going up against William Belichick. Um, Mike, who do you like in this game and why, Cleveland or New England? Well, if they don't end the streak, TT, then you're not going to die on that hill alone because I'm going to be right next to you. I think that Cleveland is a really strange team to me, though. You just put up nine points two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, and then you just, uh, you know, humbled a Cincinnati team last week. You can have the schemes and whatever you want. I I just think they're going to have trouble stopping Nick Chubb and um, that Cleveland offense. I I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be competitive. But I think in the end, Cleveland's got too many weapons on both sides of the ball, and I think Cleveland finds a way to get out of Foxborough with a win. Very interesting. James, who do you like? Do you tie this thing up, or are you going with Cleveland up against Belichick and the evil empire? I mean, all the statistical data tells me that the Browns are going to win this game. I just can't trust Baker Mayfield. and <laughs> That's the long and short of it. It's like, every, like, my brain says the Browns are going to win, but I'm still going to take – I'm still going to go with my gut and, and take the Patriots on this one. So we're split here, two to two. The next matchup we have are the Bills and the Jets. God knows, and I did this last week with the same dog on the team. Man. I did this last week. So I'm going to be fair. I'm going to go around the room. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> I will go first. I'm going with Buffalo to win this game in East Rutherford in MetLife Stadium up against the New York Jets. I do not feel like the Jets are strong enough to beat this Bills team as the Bills are now on a losing streak, losing to Tennessee. And then they went to Jacksonville and lost to the Jags. If they lose this game up against the Jets, all is out the window on Buffalo. All is out the window. They're going to have to prove to me again that they are the strongest team in the AFC East. I don't. I won't believe it if they lose this game to the Jets. I will be fair in going first. Um, James, I'll come right back to you. Bills or Jets, who do you like and why? Well, 
I'm going to go with Bills. Um, just like I said last time, every statistical measure is a benefit for the Bills. Like, the Bills have a top five run defense, they have a top five pass defense, and a top five. Meanwhile, the, the New York Jets are bottom ten in each of those statistical categories. So I'm going to, I'm going to go pretty easy and go with taking the Bills in this win. Okay. Um, Eric, who do you like in this matchup? Buffalo or the Jets in New Jersey and why? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, definitely the Jets could win. We saw that last week. Uh, Buffalo should be on upset alert and uh, come out firing on this game because they looked very – I mean, their offense can get nothing going against the Jaguars. Uh, So they need to come out firing on all cylinders. Josh Johnson had a big game. Uh, The Jets' offense is coming into its own. They're getting Kevin Coleman and Corey Davis back today. So, uh, but uh, you know, with that being said, the Jets can win, but will they? Probably not. The Bills are going to get the win. Okay, Mike, and you're last on this one. Buffalo or the Jets? Who do you like and why? So, I'm going to say the same thing that I said last week. And hope that this time I am right because I think I'm going to be. Last week I told you that the last time the Buffalo Bills lost, which was at the beginning of the season, they lost to Pittsburgh in a close game and they took that personal. And if you go back and look at their scores over the next few weeks, they absolutely were smashing the competition. Um, I thought that last week was going to be a get right game against Jacksonville, as we've talked about already earlier. And I was wrong, but the Buffalo Bills showed me earlier in the year that they come back from a little bit of uh, adversity really strongly when given the opportunity. They didn't take advantage of that opportunity last week, but I expect them to this week. So I expect the Buffalo Bills to come out and assert themselves in this game, and I feel like they should win uh, fairly handily a couple of touchdowns today. Okay. Did did I say what I needed to do? James, did you go? Did everybody go on this? I'll make sure I say it again. I'm going with the Bills to win this one. James, did you go on this at all? Yeah, I did did go with the Bills on this one, yep. I got Eric, too. Eric, Eric, we're all set. We're squared away on this game, right? Correct. Yes, sir. We got everybody. Okay, so the next match if I have Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are going into Pittsburgh up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in which this COVID thing is battling the world, people. This thing is battling the world. Ben Roethlisberger has been ruled out for this game as of coming down with the illness as of yesterday. Uh, the news broke yesterday. It's a very interesting matchup in which Chase Claypool has been ruled out of this game also. So um, the strong players in this game are definitely T.J. Watt defensively, uh, to bring rush toward the, the offense of the Lions. And offensively, I think Deontay Johnson, Washington, and Najee Harris, a running back that I love out of Alabama, is their powerhouse for the offense. Is this enough to still hold firm with Mason Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, to get this win at home in Heinz Field? I'll go to you on this one first, Eric. Who do you like this matchup, Lions or Steelers? Well, just for reasons you just said, I think Najee Harris has a big game today. Deontay Johnson, 
uh, is going to have a good game as well. And I think Mason Rudolph can get the job done. Uh, he's filled in for Ben Roethlisberger and, and held his own. So I, I, if it was in Detroit, you know, I, I may be questioning things, but it's in Pittsburgh, T.J. Watt. Uh, their defense is healthy. Uh, the Steelers will get the win today. Mike, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like and why? Lions or Steelers? First of all, not the red-nosed reindeer, huh? But, <laughs> no, like. <laughs> I, have to, I had to be funny. I had to. I, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. Like, this has all the makings of a trap game or a weird game. And time, I want to see your Lions get off the snide. Uh, you know, support you as a Lions fan, man, always. And so I'm not going to do it, man, because there's been two or three times this year that I've said that everything's lined up for the Lions. And when I pick the Lions, it turns out not so well. I like It's not even one of some of their close games. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to jinx them. I'm going to say the Steelers get it done and hope I'm wrong. Okay, James, who do you like in this matchup? Detroit or Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania? I mean, the Steelers do have a weird history with um, with dropping games to inferior opponents, but this is not going to be one of them. The Detroit Lions are the worst team in the NFL right now. Um, they're they're they are they do have a base for something that to be good in a couple of years, but that time is not now. They need a new quarterback. They need a new wide receiving core, and probably a few quite a few defensive pieces as well. So I think this is going to be an easy win for the Steelers. Steelers big by like three touchdowns. Okay. And I will go with my boys. I will stand alone on this one. I think they pull this off. They just got to get some chippers out there to stop TJ. I feel like they could still move the ball up against this defense. If they could get this passing game going and get back there and stun him somehow being Rudolph because Rudolph has not been off that sideline. They're not even – comfortable with a quarterback after Ben leaves. If they've been able to still start Ben while Ben has looked bad this season, I I wonder what's happening with Haskins and Rudolph if they're not willing to move on from Ben. Even though he's put a string of wins together, I want to see if they get it done. They just got to slow down T.J. Watt and try to move his ball. Jared Goff, this is your last gap right now. This game right here is your last gap. If you don't get it done, get a clipboard, get the headset, Become a gang member and start throwing up signals. That enough is enough. These are games that you got to be able to pull out um, from the youth that you had, the way that you started out in L.A. or yeah, in L.A. I, I consider that Los Angeles um, with the Rams, and and you not have any turnover after that Super Bowl. Uh, they they have to move on from you. Too many other quarterbacks that are eligible to get the job done, and they're sold on you highly. I'll be alone on this one. The next matchup we have are the Tampa Bay. Well, yes, I missed somebody. I, yeah, no, 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 you didn't miss anybody. I was just going to say, I, is this kind of a little bit of an indictment also on Dwayne Haskins? I mean, Pittsburgh went and got him because, you know, high draft pick and all this kind of stuff. We know what Mason Rudolph is because he's kind of been mediocre in the past for them. So does this tell us that Dwayne Haskins is, in the words of uh, – Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. I mean, it, 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 does this tell us that Dwayne Haskins is very mediocre and isn't that guy ever moving forward with this franchise But by the fact that they're going with Mason Rudolph today? I repeat that second half. It broke up on my end. I'm sorry. 
No, no, I said, does this tell us? Because, you know, they, they took a flyer on Haskins since he was such a high draft pick, right? Like, they got him in the, in the offseason. Does this tell us the fact that they're still going to go with Mason Rudolph today, that maybe uh, Dwayne Haskins isn't at all what they hoped he might be? Because when we've seen him play before, Ru- Rudolph, the results have been very, very mixed. And for them to still say, yeah, we're going to go with the red-nosed reindeer, does that tell us that Dwayne Haskins is – uh, who we thought they were based on what he did in Washington. I don't think that they're sold on Haskins. I, I think that um, he, both of these quarterbacks may not be the answer for Ben when Ben leaves. Um, I think they'll still be look, looking for a quarterback. And potentially uh, people have been saying that they probably look at this draft as bringing another quarterback in. I don't know if any of the quarterbacks in college football have this type of flair, uh, especially to carry the torch of a quarterback in Pittsburgh. So this is tough. I don't think that they're sold, but they're going to have to because Ben is looking like he's at the end of his rope at the most this season, let alone if he gets past the season and says, I want to come back for 2022-2023 season. It's like somebody stop him right now, like like stop him. Uh, unless unless he wins the Super Bowl and runs this thing a month, then, then it'd be crazy. But I, I think that Ben is literally at the end of his rope, but we'll see because he'll be 40 in March. Just know that Ben is here now. Um Again, uh, I, I move on from that. The interesting game that we have of the day for me, at least I feel like this is very interesting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Washington football team in Washington, in which Tampa Bay is favored by 10. This game took place last year in the playoffs, and this is actually an interesting game um, when they were at full strength. Now they are without Gronkowski. They are, they are without Antonio Brown. Who do you guys like in this game and why? I'll actually go first. I still like Tampa to win this game. I don't think they cover. But if Washington wins this game, I won't be surprised. But I'm going with the Bucks. but they don't cover. I think the Redskins cover the 10. I think they'll keep this a game. Watch that. I don't think they win by – I don't think the, the – excuse me, the football team loses by a blowout. I don't think they lose by a blowout. I'm sorry for saying that word or term if people take that wrong. I apologize. Um, Mike, I'll come to you next on this one. Bucks or football team? Who do you like and why? I like the Bucks, man. I just I feel like there's more talent. I'm not I'm I'm not uh, that impressed with Heineke, who needs to change his name to Heineken so he can make some more money. Uh, I, I feel like that team is very very average, and I, I think so that, that that Washington defense looked good last year uh, towards the end of the season. We were talking about going into this year how, you know, up front defensively they may be as talented as a lot of teams in football. But I feel like that that defense for the football team has uh, underperformed this year uh, on some of those expectations. And so I feel like Tampa wins this game today. I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with, with any result. I feel like they're going to win, and I feel like they may be even cover. But to your point, if it is uh, – if it, if Washington somehow finds a way, it's not gonna it's not gonna shock me. I just think you got Godwin, you got Evans, you got Fournette, you got uh, you got OJ Howard. You got enough pieces on this team to still allow Brady to do what he needs to do. And I think the Washington defense has underperformed, so I take Tampa today. James, who do you like in this matchup, Buccaneers or football team, and why? I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Um, thus far, the uh, the Washington football team has not proven that they can do anything as far as the passing game goes. 
and the running game is going to be stifled by one of the better uh, run defenses in the league in the um, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm going to go with Tampa Hard on this one. You you think they cover as well? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Eric, who do you like in this game? We do have somebody in queue as well. Yeah, I agree with on this one, Timeless. There's far too many weapons on that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. Uh, you know, Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, but you look, you still got Godwin playing. You got Evans, O.J. Howard, Fournier. Uh, they're going to win this game easily. And we do have Aaron in the building. Aaron, welcome to the brunch. How are you feeling this morning or afternoon now? Sorry. You know, man, I done took off the blazer. Let's stop. What's up, fellas? How are we doing this Doing all right. Um, your thoughts on the matchup? Who do you like and why? You know, fellas, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, uh, this is a Tampa Bay victory. Um, and I don't think it's close. So if you can't be honest with you, like, here's why. You know, the Washington football team, their defense is near the bottom of the league in all major categories. They can't stop the run. They can't cover anybody who wants to throw the football. Um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can at least stop the run. Um, so if you get some type of help and generate some pressure on Heineke, um, he's going to give you the football. He's going to turn the football over. Um which plays into the hands of Tampa Buccaneers. I think Tampa Bay wins this one by at least two scores. Okay. Um, question. We we played each other. You just missed the game before. I don't know if you were here. Um, Lions Steelers. I was there. Who do you have and why? I mean, obviously I'm around with the Steelers, but I, I, I'm not I, – I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as I, I want it to be. Um People alluded to this as I was waiting in queue. We have a tendency to play down to opponents. Um, and this is a game where we can really get caught slipping. Really get caught slipping. And, you know, with the fact that Ben is out uh, with the COVID situation, um, if we turn the ball over, if we don't protect the value of football, this can get ugly really, really quickly, um, which means I'm going to be on ghost mode for about a week. I'm not trying to hit a man. Blow up my phone. So, but with that being said, I, I think we win the ball game. Um, we just we we just have we just have the better talent, you know, man for man, pound for pound. We have we have the better talent. Plus, is at home. I think we get it done. But I I I, I, I was hoping for a three touchdown win or something like that. That way, I can really talk my trash when I can't get it. Hey, I don't, I don't come for you like you come for me. This is no, this know that I don't come for you like you come for me. See, I, I, I should, I should start doing that. Don't let this plane land for me. Don't let this plane I'm, land because I, 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 I might start doing. I might, I might, I might start to attack. I might, I might start today. It, it may start today. Today might be the day that I start to attack. But see, unlike you, you, like him, Sports City, Sports City. No, 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 Sports City. See, you see, he said he's gonna duck me for seven days. You know, he goes to all of my social pages. He texts me, he calls me, he goes crazy. If I win, he's telling you already that he's disappearing for a week, bro. This is, okay, let me let me just get going. Okay, so the next match that we have going are the Carolina Panthers going up against the Arizona Cardinals. I couldn't hear you say it again, Mike. I said if it turns out the way if it turns out that the Lions win, I'm gonna ping him on Clubhouse a thousand times. He's either gonna come to the barbershop or he's gonna wait, have to wait, 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 house I'm deleting the, the barbershop. Okay. I'm deleting the barbershop. See, see, see what happens, Mike. See, see, 
I know this guy's tactics. I, I know what he's up to. I've been around him for over a decade. I know what he'll do, right? Like, like this, this is the same guy when I first met him, right? Look, look, look. Look, look, look. look. See, and now every, he's, pull, he's pulling out all the stops now. Listen, this is the same guy when I first met him. He was, as you see, he's so severely stealer, right? He was talking junk to then one of our hosts here. He's from Canada, but he's a diehard Jets fan. He was like, we ain't losing to the Jets. No way. We can't lose it. And we're going to beat the Jets. You know what happened, right? You know what happened, right? You know what happened. So the Jets yeah. beat the Steelers. Listen, a, you know, at this time, at this time I had two shows. We had the brunch. We had a show at night after recapping the games. Do you know I was doing this show with Cooper, and who comes on the air, mad and saying one word answers to everything we said for the <laughs> remainder of the show. Bottom lip sticking out like he was pouting, yo, know, right? Like I need the like, like, that statement. Believe me, he was listen, like, listen, all right, okay, listen, I'm listen, right. time before we move on, I'm going to pick him so many times, he's going to think I'm running the internet. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, ever since that day, I left him alone because I felt bad because I know how he is, you know, I leave him alone. So let me move into this, so like I said, we have the Panthers. Going into the toaster up against the Cardinals, Cam Newton is back in a Panther jersey. To the grace of God, I'm glad that we get to see him play ball. At least let him retire this season in the Panther jersey. That'd be great. Or if he looks good, then sign him up because you guys don't have a good quarterback. I'm not buying that Sam Donald crap. That's crap. That's crap. I'm sorry. So with that being said, I'm going with the Cardinals to win this game in the toaster. Serious, I'll come right back to you. Who do you like in this game, Panthers or Cardinals? You know, honestly, for me, it depends upon who's playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. As, as I'm looking at it right now, uh, Kyler Murray is going to test his leg out um, and, and try to see if he can give it a go. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not too sure if Colt McCoy is going to be able to catch lightning in the bottle twice. Um, so this game may end up being closer than people think. Uh, P.J. Walker had a full week of preparation, a full week of practice. You know, Christian McCaffrey's back for his second week off of coming off an injury. Um, I'm going to pick the Panthers and upset. Ooh. And then learning a whole new offense, too. This is very interesting. We will see. Okay, James, who do you like in this matchup, Panthers or Cardinals? So I'm also going to go with the Panthers in the upset. Um, it really all depends on what happens with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. If, they, if they're both playing, then I think that the Cardinals will eke one out. But um, but for the purposes of the show and not knowing the, their status, I'm going to assume that at least one of them is out, so I'm going to take the Panthers. Eric, who do you like in this matchup, Panthers or Cardinals? I like the Cardinals here at home. Uh, it doesn't matter who starts at the quarterback position for them. they got a lot of weapons, James Conner. Uh, they got a pretty good receiving court. A.J. Green's back this week, so if they're not having DeAndre Hopkins, they still got him. They got Ertz. They got Rondell Moore. And uh, I, I think the Cardinals uh, win today. It's not going to be easy, but they'll definitely win today at home. Mike, who do you like in this matchup and why, Panthers or Cardinals? Listen, I don't care who's taking snaps for the Cardinals under center. I don't care if you got to go back to Jake the Snake Plumber and have him drop a DDT on him, bro. The Cardinals are winning this football game today. They played a much better yeah. team last week and got and got it done. Uh, so the Cardinals win again today. The Arizona Cardinals are one of the best 
football teams in the NFC right now. They're going to continue to show you why this afternoon. The next matchup we have are the Vikings going into L.A. up against the Chargers. Um, I'll go first again. I think the Chargers win this game. I think it's so much going on with the Minnesota Vikings, even though they do have a good receiver in Justin Jefferson. I really don't feel like this is enough to knock off the Chargers while the Chargers are looking down the barrel of hanging around first place in the AFC West. I'll come right back to you on this one. Eric, who do you like in this game and why? Taking the Chargers. I like the Chargers as well, Timeless, for the reasons you just mentioned. Uh, the Chargers are at home. They have a, a great chance to win this division, and they need this win today. And Minnesota is just too highly inconsistent. So they haven't showed us that they can get the job done all year. Granted, they do have one of the best wide receivers in football right now, but Kirk Cousins can't get it done. So we'll see what happens in Minnesota at the end of the year because there's problems. Okay, uh, Mike, who are you liking this matchup, Vikings or Chargers? Man, the Chargers are one of those teams that it's just an exercise in frustration. Every time you think they're ready to continue to take that next step, they find a way to do the Chargers thing and blow the game. Uh, they've had that happen a couple weeks where they've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory and lost games that they shouldn't lose. But at the end of the day, I think that they should find a way to win today against the Minnesota Vikings. I think they have the edge at the quarterback position. They're at home. Their defense has played pretty well. So I expect the Chargers to win today. But because the Chargers are the Chargers, it wouldn't surprise me to see this game go either way. Okay, James, who do you like in this matchup and why? The Vikings or the Chargers? I'm gonna go with the um, I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this one. Uh, the thing that really stands out to me the most is that the um, the Minnesota Vikings have a league worst passing defense. So I imagine that Justin Herbert's gonna be able to carve that up with uh, with extreme prejudice. So if you can't stop the pass, I really question your ability to win football games. I'm going with the Chargers. Uh, Aaron, who do you like in this matchup? Vikings or Chargers? You know, honestly, man, these both of these teams are literally a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, when, when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, they invent ways to lose ball games worse than almost any team I know. Um, my wife is holding her hand and saying the Eagles, but we'll talk, to, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and honestly, for me, when you look at the when you look at the Chargers. Um, they like my man said a minute ago, they take a couple steps forward and you think they're gonna really solidify themselves and they take a couple steps back. Um I wanna be different. I and, and the reason why I wanna be different is because people wanna harp on the Minnesota Vikings pass defense and everything like that, and rightfully so. But the Chargers doesn't have a good enough pass defense either. Um and you can run the football on the Chargers. And the Minnesota Vikings got one of the best running backs in football and Dalvin Cook. Um give me the Chargers. I mean, I mean, give, okay, me, give, me, so. give me the Vikings. Give me, give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Look, see, he's all over the place. Jess, leave him alone, Jess. Jess, Jess, leave him alone, Jess. Stop by. Don't beat him up, Jess. Leave him alone. <laughs> leave, leave that boy alone, Jess. Stop it. Leave that boy alone. Now. Stop it. Okay, so, 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 since, since she's right there, let's do this right now. So, the Philadelphia Eagles are visiting the Denver Broncos. Since you're next there, you better keep her happy. <laughs> Who do you like in this matchup and why? 
Aaron. That keep her happy. Uh, um, honestly, man, I, I, this is a pick'em game for me. Um, you know, the Denver Broncos came off an impressive victory last week. Um, and can they keep that momentum going against the Philadelphia Eagles team that literally is just playing for pride at this point? Um, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos, honestly. Um, there's, a something, there's, there's, there's something not right about this Eagles team. Um, they, 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 we don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to look like. Um, I've heard rumblings that, you know, pulling Philadelphia or wanting to pull the plug on him in year two. Um, they got issues at the wide receiver position. They're on their third string running back now. We don't know who's running the football. We got a first-year head coach. Uh, Fletcher Cox is in and out of the lineup. I mean, I can keep going for hours. So, with that being said, I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos doing the ugly one. But give me the Broncos here. Listen, um, text me if, if she's punching you right now. If she's punching you, just text me. <laughs> just let me know. I'm letting you. I'm, just just see the couch open for me, man. I'm going to show up and steal her stuff. After Look, I got you. I got you. She just, she just laughed, too. Just like, she, she just laughed like, wait till you get off the phone. I, listen, okay, so if anybody's around the Virginia area, please, if if you see Jessica Simmons <laughs> or you see Aaron Simmons together, stop the car. Stop the car. They are acting up. It's going to go down. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue. James, who do you like in this matchup and why? Eagles, your Philadelphia Eagles or the Dem- or, or your Bridgewater? Whoa, and this is the James game. Like, a matter of fact, James can't even go first. James can't even go first. James can't even go first. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take that back. Okay, so, Mike, who do you like in this matchup? Eagles or Broncos and why? Mike, are you there? Mike, can you hear me? Okay, we have a technical difficulty. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tom. Um, I got, my, my phone got stuck on the screen. My bad. I, I, and while this game is interesting to me because Denver gets, like like Aaron said a second ago, Denver gets that win last week against Dallas and, and very convincing fashion, by the way, which kind of surprised me. Uh, they're at home this week, so things are kind of set up. It sort of has the makings of sort of a trap game or a letdown game because we still even see that in the pros sometimes. Uh, this Philadelphia team uh, is very kind of uh, up and down. They looked pretty good a week ago. But I'm going to take Denver because they're at home, and I think that Denver defense has been playing fairly well. So I'm going to take Denver at home in this game, and a pretty close game. But kind of like I've said on several games uh, this week, it wouldn't surprise me to see it go either way. But I'm going to take the Denver Broncos. Eric, are you going with the Eagles or the home team? Who do you like and why? I'm going with the excuse me. I'm going with the home team, the Denver Broncos. Here, their confidence is riding high for that big road win against one of the top teams in the NFL last week. They're getting great running game from Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. It's a nice little one-two punch. Uh, Judge Judy's back. They got Tim Patrick, and we all see how Teddy Bridgewater is playing this year. Uh, they're back in the playoff hunt. They're at home. I look for the Broncos to roll. Okay, Jim, you tell me who you like, your Eagles or Mr. Bridgewater? I mean, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos on this game. I'm going to take Teddy Bridgewater. He, especially when Jerry Judy has been in the lineup, he has played at a um, at another level than when he's out, and he is back into the lineup. Um, you do have to be concerned about 
what Jalen Hurts brings to the building, but I do have faith in that defense to uh, be able to hold him in check. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. Okay. Um, I need it to be quick because we have limited time left. Seahawks or Packers, it's in Lambeau. It's snowing. It's two to four inches expected of snow in Lambeau by game start. Uh, who do you guys like, Seahawks or Packers? I'll come to you again, James. Who do you got, Seahawks or the Packers? I'm going to take the Packers. I don't even think it matters either way if um, uh, if Aaron Rodgers plays or not. I know he's um, he's still – I think he proxed positive for COVID. Um, I'm going to still take the Packers to, to win anyway. Okay. Uh, Eric, I'll come to you on this one. Who do you like, Seahawks or Packers? The frozen tundra, the team that can play in the snow, wins in the snow, the Green Bay Packers. And I do believe Aaron Rodgers is going to start today. So uh, to James' point, yeah, either way, it's in Green Bay. There's snow. Green Bay is going to win either way. Sirius, who do you like in this matchup? Russ coming back or Aaron coming back? You know what? It's an Aaron thing, Shawty. You know, get, give me that boy from Green Bay to get it done um, and kind of kind of right the ship a little bit. But, yeah, Packers hold. Okay. And Mike, you're When you look at this, when you look at this weather and I look at the team that can run the ball better, I think the combination of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I think the better running game belongs to the Packers, and so I think the and I think the Packers are a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the Packers win today. Okay, Sunday night, Chiefs versus Raiders. Who do you guys like and why? I'll come back to this one. Chiefs or Raiders? Um, you sound. Do I sound clear? Because it sounds like you're cutting in and out on me. Do I sound a little foggy right now? You. He sounds like he's in the blender right now. Okay. Who, me, I'm sure in the blender? You, you were. You, you sound like you're coming out now. Uh, so, you, you asked me to pick Chiefs Raiders, though, is that right? Yes, Chiefs the Raiders. Okay, cool. I just making sure. I, you know, I, I think the, uh, I think the Chiefs win. I don't know. I don't really know why, other than that, <laughs> the Raiders are in disarray. Uh, I think the Chiefs are starting to find themselves a little bit. They're starting to get a little bit healthier on defense. Um, you know, I, I feel like the time to really kick the Chiefs when they were down may have may have passed. We'll see as the year continues to unfold. But I think the Chiefs win tonight. Okay, James, who do you like in this matchup? Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs of the Raiders. You know, the Raiders have been playing above their heads lately, and the Chiefs have been playing below their heads lately. I still uh, have a belief in that offense and their head coach, Andy Reid, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Spirits, who do you like in the matchup? Um, give me Kansas City, you know, to, 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 to get back right here. Um this is a team that, you know, honestly, I think gets it done. So give me give, give me the Chiefs. Okay. And did I miss anybody? I think I have to go. I'm going Chiefs as well. Okay, I'm going Chiefs as well. Um, I think this is the game that actually makes them scary again. 
uh, with a win here, uh, especially with the Raiders reeling in the wrong direction while there's people within that organization that's letting them down. Eric, your thoughts on this game, uh, Chiefs or Raiders? Uh, this is kind of a pick em game for me, Timeless. And uh, if the Chiefs didn't have the worst defense in the NFL, I would pick them in this game. And I would pick them in this game if they were at home, but they're in Las Vegas. I think Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake have a big game today running the ball. And mm-hmm. I, I like Oakland to eke out a, a you know close game here in Vegas today. It's Las Vegas. You're saying Oakland. You're saying both cities. Hold on. Yeah, What's going I, on I know. Here, it's kind of like the San Diego Chargers, the Washington right. Redskins. I mean, these teams, you oh, know, it, it is what it is, man. But, <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Okay, so we are at the tail end of the show. I need plugs and closeouts from each of you. But to make your closeout interesting, the last game is the Monday night matchup. The Los Angeles Rams visit the 49ers. I will come to you first on this one, James. Give me a plug, closeout, shout-out, and who do you like in the Monday night matchup, the Los Angeles Rams or the San Francisco 49ers? Um, I'm going to pick the Rams for this game. Um, and a shout-out to the um, the hero and villain, the timeless and villain show that happens on Wednesdays. It's a good show. You should listen to it. And call in if you can. Till next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace. I got a plug. They they were helping me with plugs. It it must be because he's like a twin to the Sports City Chefs. He's a December seventh Sagittarius and Sports City's a December sixth Sagittarius. He thinks he's slick, of course. Don't don't he up to no good. He up to no good. He helps the villain out a lot. He talks a lot of crap too. But I'll let him get away with that one. He made me smile on that one. Um I come to you next on this one series. Give me a plug, close out, shout out, and your pick for the Monday night matchup, Niners or Rams. Man, it's your boy Sears, repping that 412 and the 703, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys on a, on a brunch, man. Um, I'm going go with the Rams. I, th- I think the Rams really, you know, got punched in the mouth last week, and I think they, they, they right the ship um, and remind everybody why they are the cream of the NFC and more or less the NFL. But that being said, man, again, check us out at com, the blog, the merchandise, everything that we got going on, man. Shout out to all those partners who are partnering with us, man, and doing big things. Uh, NFL recap show, myself and the villain on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. He's standard time. Call in, talk your stuff. We're going to recap uh, the week that was and kind of look ahead to the week that's coming up. That being said, man, I'm gone. Y'all be good. He's the enemy today, Sports City, so I don't like him right now. Jessica, beat him up. Beat him up, Jess. Punch him all in his head, everything. Beat him up. I'm not playing. All right. Uh, we go around the room again. I got to get this thing going. Mike, give me a plug, close out, shout out, and who you like for the Sunday, I mean, excuse me, the Monday night matchup. You know, it's funny. Two plays made the difference in the game last week. Other than that, I thought uh, it was a pretty evenly played game. I think that uh, Sean McVay and the Rams sometimes take it personal, and I think that the San Francisco 49ers may be on the receiving end of a beating on Monday night. We'll see what happens. But I expect the Rams to win tomorrow night, as uh, Sirius said, remind the league. So my quick closeout, once again, thank you to TP. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Easy E, man, much much fun to chop it up with you again. Always enjoy sharing space with you. Love to Sirius as well. James, glad you're on, man. Good to share space with you as well. You've heard about the Tuesday and Wednesday show. You're here for Sunday. Also, just started back the Crossover Cafe on Thursday nights. Also, join the Barbershop on Clubhouse. Almost to 3,000 members doing a big cash giveaway there. 
sports news a lot of times, come, as quick as it comes out on the presses, before it even hits some outlets. We got it in the barbershop. We got comfortable, uncomfortable conversations. Like I said, the big cash giveaway at 3000 Lots of cool things going on, continuing to grow. So join us at the, uh, if you like any of these personalities and you want to be part and chop it up with us, come find us at uh, the barbershop on Clubhouse. Much love and respect to all you sports city, sports city chefs. Uh, check it out, man. We'll talk to you guys later on this week, and thanks again for having me. Who that always. And he's cursing on air, man. He can't even say the, the, the logo, man. He's cursing at us, man. This is terrible, but it's okay, <laughs> man. It's difficult for people to say that fast, man. Okay, Eric, you are last on this one. Rams or your boys, it's in Levi uh, Stadium. I know. I need a plug and close out, too. How did this go down? Yeah, I would like to say the Niners here. The Niners have swept the Rams in the season series the last two years, but I think it's going to be a different song and dance. Um, I'm actually hoping, I think, the Kyle Shanahan error, it needs to come to an end, and they need to look elsewhere. So I look for the Rams to pick up the divisional win. And on that note, shout-out to each and every one of my fellow chefs. Much love and respect. Thanks to all the listeners and supporters. Check us out, sportscitychefs.com. we got merch, new shows, everything. Check us out. Excited for the Crossover Cafe. Talking NBA action with you guys. Everybody have a blessed day. Enjoy the games. You know, I'm left with the last Lakers fans. You lucky I didn't start talking Lakers talk to you two. That's for sure. I am going to roll with the Rams on the road. It's interesting. I think that this game will be close, but I think late somehow, some way, the Rams start to pull away. I think Odell actually scores a touchdown in this game, too. Um, I, I hope the, the Niners could actually get to turn around, but it, it feels like it's too much damage there. They're going to have to figure this out off of the rebuild. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs, the chefs. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. As you hear, that these guys have shows rolling all week long. Uh, we got new stuff going on. We're on YouTube as well. We got a lot of work going on around Sports City and people joining in, helping us do things and that and that and more. Thankful for everything that we got going on, especially with the barbershop, both of which my hands are in deep or my legs are in deep or my full body's embodied in all of these venues and social media things that I've joined or started from the ground up, whether it's Sports City or whether it's the barbershop, you'll see the kid timeless at the end of the day. So on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs, Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs, Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs, Sports City, Sports City, chefs. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.